Finally, in the mid-afternoon, Big Patrick came in. You said you need to talk to me. Yeah, I do. So I wanted you to go out and say you need your lunch. Okay, okay, Father. As he left. What's this about? It sounds serious. It may be, as Michael proceeded to tell him about his deals with both Mr. Cole and Councilman Davis. I don't believe I'll be doing any more work for Mr. Cole. Gillespie has promised that problem will be taken care of. But I owe the councilman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you own big time. I know you're right, but there's not much I can do about it. I will understand if you want to break the agreement. No, I appreciate you being honest with me. As long as the coal problem is taken care of, there's no problem. Coal is nothing but trouble. Michael not in agreement. Katie told me he was trouble when we first met him. She just felt it. But I was too stubborn to listen. Don't worry about it. If Gillespie said it would be taken care of, then it will be taken care of. Big Patrick replied as he handed Michael the key to the back door and went back upstairs to the living area. Come on, son, Michael said to Patrick, who had come back in. We have more work to do today. They went downstairs into the basement, where more whiskey, rye, and beer were stored. They continued counting the bottles of whiskey and rye and marked the open bottles where the liquid came up to. Michael did the same thing with the beer barrels, opening them and then marking where the liquid hit. They finished up just as the sun had started to set, and they could hear the sound of the bar in the full swing upstairs. Michael and Patrick went upstairs where the place was already busy, and Big Patrick was working the bar and talking up a storm. We finished the inventory, Michael said. Great. Do you want a drink before you go? No, thanks. But I think I'll pass tonight. I'll have one, 14-year-old Patrick chimed in. I don't think so, Michael said as he batted his son's head. He'll pass also. Maybe next time, kid. Maybe next time. Big Patrick chuckled. Before you go, Michael, I want to introduce you to Francis. He works for the local party. I've been trying to convince Francis that the back room would be perfect for the party meetings. I have to agree. There's space between the main room and the back room, so there would be plenty of privacy. Someone could sit between the two doors and watch who is coming and going. Plus, there's a back door, so everything can be done secret, said Michael. You're Michael Shannon, aren't you? Yes, I am. I heard the auto talk about you. He says your word is good. I hope it is. That's all I've got. Well, it's good to meet you and your son. He then turned to Big Pat. I'll talk to the boss about this place, but no promise. Thanks. That's all I ask, Big Patrick said. Michael and Patrick headed toward the door. We're heading home now. We'll be back tomorrow morning early. All right. Just let yourself in when you get here. Walking home, there was silence for a while. Then Patrick spoke. I had a good time today. It was hard work, but it felt good. You're right. It's not like working in the dogs, where there's no thinking. In this job, you have to use your, both your mind and your muscle. That's the kind of work I want you children to do. Yes, Father. I know. You've been telling us this since I can remember. 
It's just that, unlike Mary or Danny, I'm not sure what I want to do. That's all right, Patrick. Your older brother Michael didn't know what he wanted to do either. He just kind of fell into it. Um, Dad, Patrick said with a grin, If it's all right with you, I'd like to avoid the part where I fight in the war to find out what I'm good at. Michael chuckled, That would be fine with me, son. That would be fine with me.